Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 50. Hold on one second. This is this is my financial advisor. Hold on one second. Hey. Hey, how's everything going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick. I need I need to buy stocks. A lot of stocks. Yeah, like a hundred shares, uh, you know, uh, Vaseline, you know, the hand lotion. Yeah, and, and Kleenex. Hundred shares of Kleenex, hundred shares of both. Yeah, I mean it's allergy season, and who doesn't have dry hands from time to time? No, this has nothing to do with Eva or Marie debuting last night. How dare you? No, just buy. Listen, do your job. Buy the shares. Don't worry. Yes, thank you. All right, bye bye. You think he bought it? <laughs> Welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. We are at episode 52. Uh, we made it the full year. Actually, tomorrow, Cinco de Mayo, was uh, the debut episode. We are a year in, and we couldn't be here again. Uh, we couldn't thank you enough. We wouldn't be here without you. Uh, we, we did all our thank yous for our 50th episode. We did everything. Uh, it's, it's, we're not going to dwell on this anymore. Uh, one anniversary. You know, Tommaso Ciampa. There we go. Uh, but it is uh, Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you and all of us. So uh, we're going to try to play along a little bit. Uh, joining us, uh, as always, on the bottom part of our screen, the first ever PWP champion, the living legend, Obi-Wan Dekanti. Obi-Wan, how are you today? Not bad. It's it's a beautiful uh, May the 4th. How are you? <laughs> and uh, with us again, always on the top part of our screen with me, uh, we have Smith Solo. Smith Solo, how are you today? Dude, John Solo is such a gimme, and you said Smith Solo? I asked Smith Solo. I don't know, John Solo. I, I didn't think people would get it. This is Barry Horowitz, by the way. I understand that, but Ch oh, Chompa does it this way. I'm sorry, Chompa. Yeah, I stink. I stand corrected. I guess my name is Al Skywalker. We'll be joined later by a couple other uh, Star Wars fans. I don't like being Luke. He's a little whiny, bitchy kid, but I guess it's me while off screen. Um, <laughs> uh, on today's episode, uh, everybody in Impact wants a shot at Kenny Omega. Drew McIntyre handed out some claymores at the end of Raw. Uh, statement made by Legato Del Fantasma on NXT. Gary Mihefi, he will be with us later on today to discuss NXT UK and the big showdown between Miko Satomura and Effie Valkyrie. Ryan Joy from Minutes to Bell Time, he will be here as well to discuss all of the New Japan uh, championship matches from this past week was concluded this morning. Uh, we make our picks for this up week's upcoming shows. Uh, you will see the graphics and statistics presented by Ryan Joy and Minutes to BellTime.com. We get all of our information from them. Uh, the Elias Spurs Sports Bureau of Professional Wrestling, we used to call them that. That kind of faded away. I don't know why it did, but that is exactly what they are. Um, and, of course, uh, our picks are sponsored by ProWrestlingPickem.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. Uh, real quick, before we get into uh, the main event, we are going to—I'm sorry—the main event. We're going to main event with uh, our picks for AEW's uh, Blood and Guts special tomorrow night. Uh, before we get to the curtain jerk of the show, I know there's going to be a lot of people chiming in. James Wheeler, um, uh, the, the podcast guy from last week from CCW. 
Um, and uh, was it the, the man with three H's, right? He chimes in every once in a while. This is a pre-recorded show today, unfortunately. I have some things to take on, uh, take care of later on tonight. Uh, so everyone is doing me a solid. The tape is a little bit early, uh, but we will not be able to see your comments today or respond to them. Uh, please don't think we're ignoring you. We love the fact that you guys chime in. Uh, maybe during uh, the show today, maybe John DeCani or Ryan or John, somebody you know, chime in and play back and forth with your comments uh, later on as I have to uh, go be Big Al and hit some dingers. So uh, we're going to curtain jerk the show uh, with uh, SmackDown the way we main evented it last week. And Roman Reigns is still at the head of the table, John Smith. Yeah, I don't think anybody was too surprised about this. I mean, there was a, the off chance that Daniel Bryan snuck a win in there. But, uh, you know, they did this the right way. You know, I don't know where they're going with this Daniel Bryan, you know, being barred from SmackDown thing. Does that mean he just goes to Raw? Does that mean he's retired for now? Does that mean we get to see him in NXT? Wishful thinking. Yeah, right. But, you know, they gave him they gave him the, the, the proper amount of time, but they gave him a half hour for this match, and yeah. you know, they did not disappoint and uh, Roman just ended up choking him out the way the, the way that he does with that guillotine. And you know, there's not much more you could say about it. He's a freaking beast and he's gonna be holding that title forever. Yeah, Daniel got caught. Roman Reigns was a better wrestler that night, and you know he proved he's ahead of the table. There was no interference. There was no reason for him to ask for another rematch. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he'll go to Raw and you know demand that he get in, inserted into the WWE title match at uh, WrestleMania <laughs> Backlash. But yeah, we've got all of <laughs> that uh, he goes to NXT uh, after the match. Uh, he set up for the concerto. Cesaro came out to try to thwart the uh, the attack. Didn't really work out so well. Jey Uso tied him up, got the concerto. So, John Smith, I think you probably will be taking some time off to try to sell that maneuver, uh, the concerto at the end of that match. And that's two he's taken um, in the past about three or four weeks, in the past month. He took one at WrestleMania, and now this is the second one, a guy with the historic neck issues. Um, probably going to sit out for a little bit to heal. Uh Seth Rollins, uh, he was playing pro wrestling pick'em and taking Daniel Bryan in this match. I thought that was a little odd, and I'm sure, you know, they had guys going throughout the night. The faces all picked Daniel Bryan. I think The Miz was the only heel that they interviewed. He hates Daniel Bryan. He took Roman Reigns. Rollins took Daniel Bryan, which was really odd to me. So I don't know if Roman is going to overhear that or react to it. Um, So... Let's let's see. Let's just put that off the table for now, because there actually is a match booked. There's a match signed for this Friday on SmackDown. It's the, the WrestleMania Backlash rematch. Seems like they're doing uh, all of the rematches, not only on the pay per view, but during the course of the shows themselves. So, uh, John Smith, uh, we have Cesaro and we have Daniel uh, Cesaro and Seth Rollins going at it again. Who do you got? Uh. I, I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins on this one. Not sure why. I just, you know, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like Cesaro's gonna win twice against him. All right, John McCarney. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I I don't know if it's gonna be uh, Roman and Jay or you know everybody else who doesn't like Cesaro necessarily ganging up on him. But something tells me Rollins gets the win here. 
Okay, I'm going to go the other way with this one. I'll be on the island as I always am. I just feel like if Cesaro is going to be getting the shot at Backlash, he needs to win this, right? Like, that's really – or maybe they get this qualification. Yeah, you go DQ. Yeah, a lot of people hate Cesaro right now. But then again, you know, Nakamura still is his buddy, right? You know, Nakamura kind of had a pick. You know, maybe uh, – or maybe Daniel Bryan's not gone. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> some type of way for Cesaro to uh, – get that main event shot at, at backlash. So uh, I'll go with that. Uh, John DeConi, that was not the only title on the line. Uh, another, you know, said WrestleMania backlash rematch. Uh, we had the intercontinental championship replay. Sure did. Yeah. We had Apollo and Big E going at it. Uh, those two, uh, they really work well together in the ring. So we, we you know, we had a really good back and forth for 10 minutes. Uh, and then uh, Big E got the upper hand there right towards the end. He hits the big ending. He's getting, you know, he's getting ready to make cover. Commander Aziz yanks him out. Now the ref is, you know, he, he's giving it a little leeway here. He doesn't call for the bell immediately, but then Aziz runs Biggie into the pole. And all right, there's nothing we can do to avoid that now. That's a disqualification win for Big E, but Apollo retains the Intercontinental title. Immediately afterwards, Kevin Owens gets a little revenge on uh, Aziz. Uh, he lumps him up just a little bit. But it uh, doesn't take long before Apollo recovers from that big ending. He makes it a two-on-one. Big E makes his way back into the ring, squares it up a two-on-two. Looks like we're going to, you know, maybe we're going to have a tag team match after all. But no, Sami Zayn and his big old foot come in and almost take KO's head off with a haluva kick. And uh, the heels clear the ring. And then Sami goes over to, I don't know, it was the ref or the timekeeper, gets the Intercontinental title back stares at it longingly for just a couple of seconds before snapping out of it, handing it back over to, to his uh, its rightful owner, Apollo, who's already kind of, you know, giving him a, a little bit of side eye. He doesn't like the fact that he lingered with the Intercontinental title. So Sammy gets a Nigerian nail for his troubles anyway. Yep, shout out to Umaga. So that's I, no Sammy dancing this week. Uh, I've watched that three more times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> most incredible. I got a wedding reception coming up. I can even get some dance moves going. Um, the show began with Bianca Belair in the ring sporting some SmackDown Championship earrings. Uh, those look nice. Those look heavy. Uh, those probably stretched the, uh, the lobes a little bit. Uh, but then, you know, the Dirty Dogs came out to interrupt her. Then the Street Profits came out to interrupt the dogs. And then Bailey came out to interrupt the Street Profits. Uh, and so you have this mishmash. Bailey walks past him and grabs the microphone out of Bianca's hand, uh, which turned into Bianca slapping the crap out of her. And thus, a six person tag match, uh, was created at this. And there you go, SmackDown ripping off NXT, intergender, uh, uh, six man multiple person matches. So, um, you know, to fast forward that, Bianca Miller, they got the win. Uh, Bianca whipped uh, Bobby Roode. With her hair in the back after Rude was setting up for the glorious DDT, which turned into, uh, what was uh, the anointment by Dawkins, followed by the springboard splash by Montez Ford. So, uh, Bianca Belair and the Street Profits, uh, they started to strong off uh, everybody happy. Um, Alistair Black was on the show. He read us chapter two of his favorite bedtime story. I guess he has daddy issues. I don't know. Uh, I just can't wait for him to get back into the ring. That's really, I don't really care what he's reading. <laughs> just, just get in the ring. And go against Buddy Murphy, please, once a month. At least. <laughs> yeah. uh, Natalia and Tamina, they jumped Anaya and Shayna during their backstage interview with Megan Morant. Let's go, Patriots. Uh, leading into their non-title match that Natalia and Tamina won. 
um, after a superfly splash. Uh, so that's three. Uh, what is that word? Is that supposed to be consecutive? There you go. Three consecutive wins uh, for Natalia and Tamina over the champions since WrestleMania. Since they lost, they each won singles matches. Now they won the tag match. But I got a question for you guys, real quick. You know what? Uh, there's two things. That, uh, that, that were corrected immediately when superstars were trying to mimic their family members. Uh, the one I remember there, during the WWE show, the photo shoot, when Charlotte Flair first did the strut. Listen, if you want to do your father justice, you need to do it better. You need to do it right. And she worked at it, and she got better at it. Dominic Mysterio tried to do his father's genetic father's, Eddie Magrero's, his frog splash. I think it was at SummerSlam. Didn't come off correct. Dom, you got to work on it if you want to, you know, represent your father proud. Dominic worked on it, and it's getting better. How come nobody is correcting Tamina for completely killing the Superfly Splash here? Like, I'm all about Tamina. That crescent kick is vicious, but, like, for the past 10-plus years, she's not – that's not doing her father proud. Anybody comment here? I don't know. Yeah, Am I it's, it's about too much? She's no, no. It, it 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 comes across pretty clear every time she does it. It's not so much a jumping splash where she gets some hang. I mean, Jimmy got hang time. Like he seemed to freeze in midair for you know a couple of seconds. Tamina just looks like she you know slipped and she's falling off the top turnbuckle. Like, yeah, she's, she's trying to in the knees and then the bottom. Yeah, it's just like yeah. it's like a, she's trying yeah. to find the shortest route to the ground every time. And I'm I'm not saying I blame her. I'm not saying I would do one perfectly, but. She's got it in the jeans. She needs to be better. Yeah, right? If she wants to do her father, you know, Hall of Famer, like Christ. So, I don't know. I digress. You know, I guess I got to complain about something, right? It's not all gold. But, you know, shout out to Tamina. She's doing well. She's back on TV. She never seems to go away. She's working hard. And, you know, shout out to Ben Sherman. That's that's his girl. So, uh, going to Monday Night Raw last night uh, on an, uh, an exclusive, I guess, before the show started. Braun Strowman called Tails. He got the one. He got to be the one to face uh, Bobby Lashley last night. Uh, Lashley got the win uh, after a spear. Now, Strowman was outside going for his little choo-choo express thing. Lashley moved. He hit McIntyre at the announce table instead, which caused McIntyre's panties to go all up in a bunch. Uh, jaw jacking at Strowman. Strowman turned around into the spear, and that's how that match ended. So in order to uh, go correctly into WrestleMania Backlash, it only makes sense that Drew McIntyre gets his one-on-one -on -one match. And this is I guess, the technical uh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash rematch. This is a non-title match. This is not a championship eliminator tournament. Uh, so McIntyre is going to get his match even if he loses this. But uh, John DeConte, uh, how do you see this match going? Uh, I'm going to, I don't know, be... Uh, careful here and just say Bobby wins because I, I think it would be weird to see him lose going into it. But I, I don't think we get a clean finish here. You know, Strowman gets involved and there's some kind of melee, some kind of ridiculousness at the end here. But you know. right. give me Lashley just to be safe. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that one too. I figured he'll get a win over both of them going into the show. John Smith. I, I got Drew winning this one. Give him his consolation prize because he's not winning that title back. Yeah, so I got comments here from the, the peanut gallery. Uh, let's see who you guys can guess who said who between Ryan and Gary. One said Tamina's better than Snoop Dogg. The other said Tamina's better than Santos Escobar. 
So that would mean that Tamina is better than Jordan Devlin, wouldn't it? <laughs> John DeCani, a very, very important question was asked at the very beginning of Monday Night Raw last night. Did you miss AJ Styles? How could you not? I did so much. <laughs> Yes, indeed. We had uh, yet another rematch, AJ and Omos uh, versus the New Day for those Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, and it, it, it went an awful lot like uh, like, the, like the WrestleMania match where, you know, I'm not, I'm not really loving this fact that, you know, AJ seems to just get the hell beat out of him now and then Omos has got to make the save for him. Like, are we supposed to just forget that AJ Styles is one of the greatest of all time? He suddenly can't handle the new day. <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah, so we, we got to see we got to see some more of Omos. He did a little more moving around, uh, you know, still still looking good, you know, not, not quite as lumbering as you might guess for a seven plus footer. Uh, and we got a new wrinkle in the ending here. We got the AJ performing the phenomenal forearm off the shoulders of Omos. He nailed Woods with it. We got about we got about eleven and a half minutes of uh, some good back and forth before uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions would retain. Yeah, I, I'm still waiting for Omos to break out the Spanish Fly. He's gonna drop jaws when he uh, when he nails that. I can't wait for it. It certainly um, will do it. That was only uh, yeah. That was not the only uh, Tag Team Championships on the line last night. Uh, Shayna and Nia they've been busy. They had to put the titles on the line last night. Um, against Naomi and Lana, Shayna got the win with the Karabuda Clutch. They've just been owning uh, the Raw side of things. I think Natty and Tamina are the only two that have a chance to take it from her. Uh, so maybe that'll be a backlash. I have no idea. But fun uh, fun little backstory from Adnan Verk during this match. I'm not sure if anybody heard this. Uh, about Lana. Lana was training 40 hours a week as a ballerina and dancer at 10 years old in Russia. Under the strictest of circumstances, the same teachers that taught Barishnikov. And that and that's so you can see uh that grace right here in the ring. Now, all of that's fine with the exception of that last part. The grace in the ring, Adnan. Oh, come on, I know you're new here, <laughs> but uh let's let's be fair, let's not go spreading rumors that Lana's the most graceful person in the entire world. But yeah, she. At the age of 10, 40 hours a week, very black widow of, uh, of Lana. I don't know. There you go. Uh, Sonya Deville and Charlotte, they had another meeting together. Uh, and, again, uh, Postman Pierce uh, isn't happy that this is going on behind his back. Charlotte Flair had a match with Dana Brooke, which she won with the figure eight. Uh, didn't let go of the hold, and the man he came in with a pretty vicious drop kick to Charlotte's ribs. That was actually pretty tough. Uh, it was showing uh, Charlotte being in such a vulnerable position. Uh, and then post-match, Charlotte pleaded her case to Sonya Deville to get added to the Raw Women's Championship match. Uh, and she broke out the, the infamous line, you gotta be fair to Flair. So Sonya Deville is like, okay, if the men's get a triple threat match, then the women get a triple threat match. So Sonya Deville has now added Charlotte to that match with uh, Asuka and Rhea Ripley, who was the defending champion. They were not happy about that. They came out uh, with piss and vinegar. But then uh, backstage again, Pierce just completely reprimanded Sonya. All right, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. <laughs> As she is definitely going to do this again. This is how we get her back, boys. This is how we get her back in the ring. Uh, 
Sheamus took out Umberto Carrillo backstage, so he couldn't answer Sheamus's U.S. title, non-title open challenge. <laughs> I need to make a graphic for this. I don't know why I'm slipping on the graphics for this. But, yeah, the Sheamus United States title, non-title uh, open challenge. And then uh, pairing with this, out of left field, here comes the greatest Saudi Arabian wrestler of all time, Mansoor. He's about 25-0 and 0 in Saudi Arabia, those, those, those overseas stadium matches. He was scheduled, I believe, to beat Brock Lesnar at the next Saudi Arabia event for the WWE title. But uh, I guess the <laughs> pandemic uh, squashed that. Uh, he did win the greatest battle royal. It was a 50-person battle royal that he won. But uh, Sheamus came in, and whatever they got into it, so Sheamus is like, cool. Mansoor, you're the new guy, John DeConi. Uh, you can have uh, your non-title opportunity against uh, the U.S. title. Yeah, well, it was nice of him to offer a you know non-title open challenge spot to a guy that he mistook for an intern when he first walked into the office. <laughs> <laughs> but we fast forward a little further uh, down the show, and they actually get it on in the ring there. And uh, they, it's, it doesn't last very long, a little less than four and a half minutes of Seamus and Mansoor. I, you know, I, I started to get the feeling, and this is, that's, you know, you've got a good match when you start to feel like, you know what, I can see them putting Mansoor over here. I can see a new U.S. champ. Yeah. But uh, that didn't come to, pe uh, come to fruition because Humberto Carrillo decided he wasn't done with Seamus, and he attacked. Uh, he caused a DQ. So uh, Sheamus technically beats Mansoor, breaking his – wasn't he approaching like 50-0 and 0 or something like that? Yeah, that that's news to me. I mean, I know 25 of them were overseas. Well, this would be a call of fate. He was at least four, though. They had four or three or four over there, and he, he won them all, including that 50-man battle royal. Yep. So man, that's the end of that streak technically. Uh, and then uh, Sheamus ended the night with a little, little blood on his forehead and uh, – Broke kicking both of the gentlemen that uh, were in his vicinity, but uh, he definitely looked worse for wear. Yeah, it was like Carrillo's not going to give up. Maybe uh, I mean I don't know if they're going to put this, you know, you know, Sheamus and Carrillo on at, at the pay per view, but I guess that's maybe what they're set up for. I don't know if Monster's going to get involved in that or just maybe just go off on his own story. But it's kind of funny how the rumors on the internet are flying. Oh well, the WWE are making plans to go back to Saudi Arabia, and then. Boom! There's Mansoor. <laughs> like, hey, okay. Well, now they don't that have to go sense. back. They've got, they've got the greatest talent in Saudi Arabia now stateside, yeah. so they don't have to go back. <laughs> um, Elias and Jackson Riker, they were looking to get Damian Priest back with the, the, the Fozzie Bear attack with the tomatoes. Um, accidentally hit Randy Orton. Now, I understand that, you know, Priest and Morton, they had the same hairstyle, so I could see it was a common mistake how they would think Randy Orton was Damien Priest and accidentally hit him with the tomatoes. Uh, but I guess Randy did not like that. He got his new tag team partner, John Smith, and then uh, they went at it. Yeah, my favorite part of that, uh, actually of all Raw, was after Randy was wiping the tomatoes off his face, all of a sudden Riddle just zooms by. Hey, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's zooming by on his scooter. So they, they end up uh, – look, Riker and Elias, I think, is a legit tag team. They they pulled off a couple nice moves together. Riker is very underrated in the ring right now. Um, obviously, they weren't going to win this match because Randy Orton's involved. Um, uh, Riddle got, got his ass kicked most of the time. Uh, Randy saved the day at the end and then let, let Riddle tag in for the floating bro for the win. But he also landed right on Elias's face, yeah. and that didn't look too hot. 
No, that he did. Uh, I forget who they did. Somebody did. I landed on somebody's face and like smushed their nose. But yeah, that was that looked tough. But you know, I don't know if Elias was selling it because he he went right for his head. You're like, oh my god, like that's gonna. But then he laid down for the three. So I don't know if he was just toughing it out for three seconds because then we went right back to it. Referee went over to him to check on him, and then he went right back in the you know put the hand in you know to raise the hands of Randy and Riddle. Uh, so I'm hoping we're hoping that Elias is okay. But Johnson, even with the, another backstage stuff, when Randy uh, Riddle locked the key, locked his mouth, and then Randy took the imaginary key from him because he knows that you know Riddle will actually believe something like that. Like oh, you know, damn, you know, Randy took the pro, Randy took the key. I can't open my mouth. And uh, Damian Priest he defeated John Morrison with hit the lights. Then um, there was an tag team match, and unfortunately, uh, the Hurt Business. Uh, they didn't do Shelton and Cedric any favors by separating them. And then now uh, they put them up. They've been on a bad losing streak since the split up John Smith. And then here come the Lucha House Party. And, you know, that camel's back only needs one more straw, right? Yeah, man. I mean, the Luchas are a legit tag team. They, they contended for the NXT tag titles a couple months ago. And, yeah. you know, they came out and just handed the Shelton his ass. Shelton then gets his ass verbally handed to him by Cedric after the match because Cedric tells him that he's been holding him down. And, you know, your typical, you know, I was teaming with you for you, and now, you know, you're washed up and I'm in my prime. You know, the song is old as time in pro wrestling, so we're going to have a nice little uh, blood feud between these two. Um, I'd like to see Cedric get back involved with the Hurt Business, at least, or Shelton. I don't know why. Like, I, I think a couple of years from now, somebody needs to go back and ask whoever's writing this stuff, why did you need to take them out of the Hurt Business? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yep. They, they, it's just two guys off TV now. Like, they could have just been there, you know? Yep. Uh, Shelton cut a pretty good promo, too, after the the whole fact that he always, you know, he knows how to survive. He's always here. So that was pretty cool on uh, Shelton's part. And we love both of them. We hope they, uh, you know, keep going with them. Uh, Angel Garza defeated Drew Gulak with the wing clipper. Uh, he said before he was going to shove a rose up Gulak's ass, and I guess uh, he kind of did. I think in WWE land, we need to pretend that, uh, you know, <laughs> stuff rose down those trunks and then kicking it, you know, from behind. I, you know, it went up there, so. Uh, <laughs> got a rose up Drew Gulak's ass. There you go. And then the big moment that only this person was waiting for, and on Star Wars Day, Oh, you could feel the hate. Oh, let it go. You could feel the hate. Eva Marie is back. The evil, I wonder if she's going to have evolution music. The evolution is coming soon, but some of us have come sooner. <laughs> so here we go. Was that too gross? No. Uh, <laughs> Who wrote that for you, Val Venus? Yeah. <laughs> some of us came, some of us already did. Uh, so here we go, guys. I don't know if anybody noticed this, but I'm excited. I'm excited to share this. Raw made a oh, I just hit the computer. Raw, that's how excited I am, right? Give these nipples. Raw uh, did some. Uh, I think they broke a streak last night. Let's go through this. A spear, a phenomenal forearm, uh, Caribou clutch, figure eight, uh, disqualification. Uh, vintage Orton into a floating bro, hit the lights, a springboard elbow drop, a wing clipper, not one roll-up last night, yeah! 
Yes! The streak is over! There was not one Raw roll-up last. Oh, there goes Raw ripping off AEW. Um, <laughs> great job by Monday Night Raw. Not only we got Eva Marie back, we got the death of the Raw roll-up, at least for a winter week. Now we're going to watch every match next week. Uh, we still got a disqualification, though. They still gave yeah. us that. Yeah, but he got the bro kick in at the end. I think Shane should have won that match. But, gentlemen, we are going uh, to bid you adieu. Uh, on this beloved Star Wars day, maybe uh, break out a lightsaber, you know, cover your eyes, do the training with that little globe thing that shot, you know, that was shooting at Luke in that one movie. Uh, so we will bid you adieu, and we are going to bring in uh, the, uh, the the leader right now in the pro wrestling or the Central Wrestling Podcast pool on ProWrestlingPickLine.com. We have Darth Mahaffey with us here today, ladies and gentlemen. Gary, how's everything going? No, I can't hear you. Mute button. Gary, the mute button. Give me Gary one second. No, nothing? No, I can't hear you, Gary. It is from my end. Oh, my God. Technical difficulty. No, you don't have your mic muted. All right. You should be good to go. I'm going to give it a start here, Gary. Hopefully, maybe you can figure this out by the time uh, we get started here. Uh, actually, I had a question for you right off the bat. This is where this is going to be awkward because Nicho Satamora, before her match with uh, with Alfie Valkyrie, she was announced at the best of the world. And going back to Saudi Arabia, Gary, I don't remember her winning that tournament uh, to be called the best in the world. Now it's still nothing. Oh, my God. All right, Ryan Joy, can you give me a thumbs up backstage if you can come in real quick and talk UK with me? All right, Gary, we're going to give you a break. Do me a favor. Hit me up in the private chat when you get your mic situated. But Ryan Joy, we're going to bring in a hot tag in here while Gary gets his microphone situated. Um, I don't remember uh, Miko Satomura winning any tournament in Saudi Arabia to be called the best in the world here. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that happened, nor on any of the Ring of Honor pay-per-views called best in the world. Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, but absolutely uh, phenomenal. That was that match was everything I wanted it to be with those two. Uh, Gary and I, as I'm sure everybody knows, you've listened, and as Gary and I have uh, talked about, uh, we've been waiting to see Effie Valkyrie in some sort of match with somebody not named in action, and she went big. She went with Miko, uh, and unfortunately, it didn't really work out in her favor. Yeah, yeah. You can beat Isla Dawn and beat everybody else, but you run into. Uh... To Miko Satamora, and she puts the end to your uh, end to your streak for sure. Yeah, so uh, it was a, the Scorpio kick into a, a great uh, great match, cover to cover. Uh, I'm sold on Effie Valkyrie, Ryan. I don't know if she's going to be the one to uh, beat Kaylee Ray, but I like I her know. too. I like her too. I think I I like her finish. I think she's you know she's got a lot of potential. They're obviously behind her. Hopefully, you know, long term, you know, she gets a couple of big wins under her belt, and maybe she does go for Kaylee Ray. I don't think she's the one, though. No, I don't think. After that, I'm sold, but I'm not really. I don't know. We're gonna try. To, we're gonna try Gary again. Gary, what do you think, pal? Wait, am, I, am I here now? Yes. Oh, hallelujah! All right, Ryan. Thank you for subbing in. We will get back to you in a little bit, pal. I appreciate it. Uh, Gary, are you sold on Effie Valkyrie to be the, now? Is she still the one you think to beat Kaylee Ray? I'm sure I, I wasn't sure because, as, as you were maybe saying there, I was wondering what they would do with, with her and Mako having the match. 
And at some point she had to lose because they've been building her up to never having lost for so long. Um, and then say they had her lose. I still think down the line that she will get it. But as, as right now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if she's going to be the one or not. Well, I guess we're going to possibly have the answer. You know what my answer is going to be. So uh, they, they threw out it's going to be a six-woman gauntlet match. I don't think they announced the date of this. But um, Ginny, Isla Dawn, Zaya Brookside, Danny Luna, and Amelia McKenzie. The one, two, three, four, five. Am I missing somebody here? I'm missing somebody here. No, I think it was just it's just a five. Right? Think... Five? Okay, I thought it was six. They're going to have uh, a gauntlet match to determine Kaylee Ray's next opponent. Now, Miko lost uh, her match with Kaylee Ray, and so did Piper. So that's why they're not involved in this. Effie Valkyrie, uh, she, she didn't get invited either. So I thought that was a little strange. But um, I guess, what do you think of these five? You don't have to give your match prediction now. Hopefully, we'll probably have like a week or two until it happens. But. Uh, KLR's next opponent is is in front of our face here. Yeah, I think looking at that, to me, and I, I was watching somebody else say the same thing, I, w- I would say Amelia McKenzie, although obviously they've already beaten her as well, but I think she's the one that, that she hasn't had a match yet. She hasn't been brought to that level. Um, so I would say um, either Amelia McKenzie or Isla Dawn out of that, but I would go Amelia McKenzie. Yeah, Isla, Isla Dawn's got a little bit of a history here. You know, Kaylee Ray kind of, I don't say hung her out the drive. She got blocked to break up that pin at uh, at Prelude. But, you know, they've had a couple backstage things. So, uh, well, to be continued with that. And uh, Eddie Dennis and the Hunt, they now have a new name. The Hunt is now gone because Wild Boar is put out the pasture. They're going by the name Symbiosis or Symbiosis or Symbiosis. They announced it five different ways they pronounced it. <laughs> So who the hell knows what the correct response is? I know. I'm assuming symbiosis. I have now decided that Eddie Dennis needs to stay out of the ring. Um, not nothing, yeah. nothing against him. They they kept putting him over, going about, oh look how strong he is, look at all this. And I I actually looked at him and went, it sounds terrible to say he's the, out of the six. He's the one that looked least like a wrestler. But <laughs> yeah, no right. It was like your cousin kind of went here with somebody short here. You wouldn't jump in. Um, but, but the at, although at the same time, I think as a manager, he's good, and usually in these six ways, he's quite good. But again, part of me was surprised straight off the bat that Symbiosis lost. However, I am very much a Gallus fan, and I do think that, as you said, we've had it before where recently, was it last week, we had um, Coffee and Rampage who had the, the crossing each other backstage, so they're keeping Gallus hot, and now they're all fit again. Uh, pushing them back to the top again. Yeah, and then Joe's got that lined up, and I'm sure it's only a matter of time before Wolfie and Mark, they uh, they head pretty deadly's way yeah. uh, to, yeah. get their, uh, to get their belts back. So, uh, yeah, Gallus be symbiosis. Joe Coffey hit the best of the bells for the win. Uh, the the match that we were probably a little more confused about, Teal Man and Rohan Raja. Uh, Teal Man is one match deep. This is Rohan Raja's first ever match in the UK. So we have two new guys, and it's like, what are they doing here? Somebody and wow, did Teal Man come out of this looking like a beast? Yeah, I mean, as you said, I was shocked. Like when, when you consider some of the other, like the other match this week that had Levi Murray against Shah, I was kind of going somebody like that against Rohan Raja was what I assumed was coming. And then when it was Teal Man, I was like, oh, but as you said, Teal Man came out of it. 
looking really strong, looking like a beast. They had put over Rohan really well before he came out. Um, but say Tiamam and Denham went straight over him and has, as you say, has come out looking as if they're going to move him up the card a bit. Yeah, the guys debut when they're like, okay, well, the story we're going to tell is this guy's going to break your arm in your first match or dislocate your shoulder. Like, that's not what I signed up for. No. <laughs> so, no. I was back and now I'm going to be off TV for three months. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so, the sound effect was great. If it was a sound yeah, effect, yeah, I, hope it was. Was. I hope it was a sound effect. If it wasn't, I think I'm going to go and cry at this point. But I hope it was a sound effect. But again, I suppose on the other hand, he I mean, he didn't give up and he wouldn't tap out. So getting your arm pulled out of your socket like a Wookiee, we yeah. do on Star Wars Day, very much, um, is, is, is the way to lose, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you know, let the Wookiee win, right? Yeah. Um, there was a video package for Subculture, so it looks like that is the name that uh, Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews, and Danny Luna will be going by. Uh, I guess there's Subculture, their respective journeys growing up uh, in their respective areas of the United Kingdom. Uh, then we have another match. I said Levi Muir was on there. Shaw Samuels, I guess we'll call it uh, the bully to butcher suplex here with the win. <laughs> with the win. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's one. Obviously, when they come out, you knew that Shaw was going over because they're building him up. I'm not sure who quite for, but they're they're obviously building Shaw up a little bit. Um, but it was, excuse me, it was good to see it. Good to see a good clean win again, and allowing Shaw to get. A lot of his main moves in, so people can get used to to a lot of his stuff. So, yeah, and he's like I said, he's been paired up with this guy right here. We're getting another episode of the Supernova Sessions. Uh, these guys kind of took a hard hit. You know, they lost the feud to uh, Tyler and Trent to Mustache Mountain, including that incredible main event tag team match two weeks ago. Uh, so, I guess this is a reset. We'll see where Noam's going to go. I'm sure Shaw will be uh, right behind them. Yeah, because they're putting on the thing Supernova Sessions with. NXT UK's favorite uh, country and western singer Nathan Fraser. Um, I think it's going to be on it. So um, whether whether it's just another match between them, I'm not sure. But uh, I say it, it's uh, every Supernova Sessions has a point. It's never wasted. So yeah, 100. Uh, they announced that the Heritage Cup Championship uh, between Akin and Tyler Bate will be in three weeks. So that is two weeks from Thursday. I believe the date of that will be May 20th. So uh, we got a couple of weeks to, to go before we start talking that up. Um, but speaking of uh, Tyler Bate with Trent Seven, Sam Gradwell has some very, very strong words towards mm-hmm. Trent um, about being a founding father along with Trent, you know. And, you know, Gradwell was a day one guy, too. He just got hurt. And you know what? He's ex- I, I feel like Gradwell's got a point here. Everyone was like, oh, my God, Trent Seven worked hard. He cut the weight, you know, for the, for the cruiserweight match. And this, and meanwhile, Sam Gradwell almost lost his leg. Let's say, you know, we'll play that in the story. I'll you know, start that rumor. You know, there we go. Uh, but he, <laughs> but, you know, he worked about a year and a half to get his, you know, get back in ring shape and get his leg back to where it is, and no one's going to bat an eye. I mean, the interesting thing is, this this is going to be the worst analogy in my life. When gotcha. he, when Sam Gradwell started talking, he reminded me of the Miz because a lot of times when Miz says his stuff. It's all true. Yeah. You just hear them because it's true. And when Sam Gradwell stood up and went, hang on, I was here too. I signed that contract. I yeah. did this. I actually found myself sitting in my living room going, hi, fair enough. Uh, you, you, yeah. You've got a point there. Um, so, so it'll be an interesting match when, when it comes up. But say it's been 
they've built Sam Grabwell up really well. Uh, although I wasn't sure at first, I'm, I'm being really pleased for him. He's come through really well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and then, you know, guys that, you know, a guy we talked about last week, Dave Mastiff, he, uh, you know, he's, he's taking a lot of, eating a lot of L's lately, putting guys over. Uh, Dragging off, who actually just came out of the feud with Sam Gradwell with the win. But, you know, he's kind of going insane when he gets slapped in the back. So uh, I guess they, they ran into each other. Mastiff actually challenged Dragon off to a match to see if they can beat the tempers out of each other because Mastiff is Mastiff hurt us. He's pissed. Like, we were 100% correct. So, uh, you know, they're trying to beat the tempers out of each other, uh, of course, in friendly competition, I believe was the quote that they used. <laughs> so uh, there's Dragon off being undefeated. There's Mastiff eating all those L's. Gary, what do you think here? There's part of me would assume that um, Dragunov should go over because I, I think there's more. He's he's got a bigger upside, but Dave has been taking so many losses, as you said recently, um, that that it's one of those who goes or who doesn't. I'm still gonna go. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, here's one from left field. I'm gonna say what you can use later on when you're playing your when you're when you're playing your your ball game. See ya. See ya. I'm up on my American <laughs> culture. Go. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, no, I'm going to say Ilya Dragunov goes too far, Dave Mastiff takes the win, and then down the line, the two of them form a tag team for a little while. Okay, so, they, okay, gotcha. Okay, I, I got a funny feeling, again, you know, the slap in the back is going to settle Dragunov. I don't, I don't think they're going to stop doing that I don't, until <laughs> until there's some kind of, I don't know, Like this is almost like a Winter Soldier thing. I keep on bringing up Marvel, but there's been a lot of comparisons lately. Uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, you slap him in the back or you say the code words and all of a sudden he's just a completely different person. Um, and then the match, unfortunately I don't have a graphic for it, but, uh, this is the match. This will probably be the main event. Loser leaves NXT UK between Amir Jordan and the lucky and Kenny Williams. Um, this is, this, I gotta say, this is a little odd because you know, say they were in the tag team. They weren't a great tag team. They didn't have a lot of, you know, if you want to look at the stories or whatever you want, like they haven't had a lot going on. And all of a sudden, it's just like all or nothing. Like you know, it's like this, this, you know, this, this, you know, this brand isn't big enough for the two of us. We're like, well, who are you? You know, like why, why, why are these? But yeah, they're they're gonna do it. This is this has got to end. And uh, who do you got, Gar? Well, since it's uh, Star Wars Day, I'm gonna say Kenny Williams as Luke Skywalker is gonna take it, and Amir Jordan's gonna be wedged, and we'll not hear from him very often after that. <laughs> um, but the uh, no, I think Ke that Kenny Williams will take it. Whether Amir Jordan needs to go for surgery or not, whatever, I don't know. Maybe he'll go out for a while. Um, but I do I think Kenny Williams that they see big stuff for him in the future, so he's gonna take it. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you too. Uh, first, both uh, you know, Wedge, but don't undersell Wedge, he survived both Death Star attacks. So, That's shout true. out to Wedge. Not many, not many people made it out of that first one, let alone the second one, but Wedge. <laughs> Wedge survived both, so, um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Kenny Williams as well. I guess maybe just bring the Mir Jordan State side. I mean, there's a whole cruiserweight to it. Doesn't matter who loses this. You know, the winner gets to stay and get to stay home with his family, whatever. You know, the loser's got an entire cruiserweight division to go play with uh, over State side. So yeah, I think there's there's plenty uh, for both here. Uh, so that will carry. No, that'll bring us uh, together for for NXT UK. That'll bring us to the end of that. But Gary, we will. Oh my God! I forgot to uh, put the, the standing. I got. I got to do something during the next conversation. But Gary, you are the leader in the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool. Um, you had the best show out of Rebellion. 
Uh, we actually have a show coming up that uh, you you are going to be picking. Want to make sure the fans get your uh, your thought process um, on blood and guts on the double cage match between the inner circle and Pinnacle. I don't even call him the Pinnacle, but it doesn't sound right. I just I, just, I dropped the <laughs> yeah. That's just me. But we got Pinnacle in the inner circle, Garrett. Who do you got? Well, much like you and an Eva Marie match, usually there's a happy ending, but I'm not going to go for a happy ending in this. I'm I'm going to go for Pinnacle. I'm going to go MGF. I think there's more to come out the other side of it. So I'm going to go for Pinnacle to win. All right. Sounds good. All right, Gary, give me one second. I'll get the standards up for you just so you can have your little uh, moment in the sun here. Here you go. Now, Gary, you had five and two. uh, Like I said, you got the extra three points because Finn Juice was an interpromotional match. So there you go, sitting pretty at the top of the show. We will bring the standings back up. Um, again later, but Darth Mahefi, thank you so much for uh, again staying up late with us. Oh, I do see daylight. I guess uh, we take early enough appointment to get some sunshine into your room. Uh, the one, so, the Gareth, one day a year, the one day a year when there's sunshine. Yeah, guys, <laughs> it was great to see you. Always uh, fun to talk to you, and uh, we will see you next week. Yeah, shall see you then. Have a good one. So we're going to bring back in John Smith. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, John Solo and Obi-Wan Dakani. Let me just get the background. Boom, there we go. So we are going to switch gears, as we always do, from the UK NXT to the stateside version of the NXT. And do, 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 boom. Let me just click on my page. So, I'm sorry, what was that? You could have even went with Han Smith. Han Smith. Hans Smith, John Solo, but you went with Smith Solo. Very I actually, my original thought was uh, John Smith Love. <laughs> or, like, what about the Sith? There's, isn't, there, isn't that something from Star Wars? Yeah, they're, they're, Sith is, they're the bad guys. Yeah, that's Darth Vader and, and the Emperor. Those are the bad guys. So, those are the bad yeah, I've never seen those comics. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You're not a Star Wars guy. But, John Smith, you are uh, – you're not a comic guy, but you are a Legato del Fantasma guy. And uh, absolutely uh, big-time win by the th- uh, three potential challengers for the champions that they beat. Yeah, and rightfully so. They're, they're a three-man unit. You know, the MS Kushida was only existing for one night. So <laughs> – Hey, that's what they called themselves backstage, all right? I didn't make that up. <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's what I was saying. We know what the K stands for. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what more can you say? Like, you, you got MSK doing their thing and then Kushida on top of it. You know, Legato gets the win like they should. Um, what's Which one? That's uh, Wentz. No, Dez. Dez is the one that got his that got his ass kicked all match, and then yeah. he was just nowhere to be found for the for the finale of it. But that's you know neither here nor there. But uh, you know they the Legato. What I don't like is that they all raised up those championships at at the end because they don't own those championships anymore. No, no. As you, as you're going to see when the Stanley Cup playoffs, you don't touch the cup unless you win it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Wentz uh, is now named Nash Carter, and Dez, the guy you're talking about, is now named uh, Wes Lee, who I believe is Kimberly's brother, so and Keith Lee's brother too. Yeah, or no, Keith Lee's, yeah, something like that. 
Um, Sean the Connie, a pretty hard hitting uh, women's match between uh, Mercedes Martinez, Dakota Kai. It didn't really end the way we thought. Mercedes got the win, which was kind of unpredicted, but uh, she got her ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, just like you said, this this one kicked off the show. And my main takeaway from this, uh, the, the thing that really hit me the most was these two women were stiff with each other. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, this this was, you know, had JR been at the table, this would have been a 12-minute slobber knocker. Uh, and, and one of the most uh, impressive uh, moves of the match, uh, Mercedes had Dakota up for uh, what looked to be a razor's edge and wound up being a DDT for a two-count. But, it just, you know, it was just a, a very – very interesting presentation of the move. Uh, and Raquel was there, of course, at ringside for Dakota. She tried to interfere outside the ring uh, earlier on in the match, and she wound up just uh, eating a right hand. But uh, then she couldn't take it anymore. She got in the ring, causing that DQ, and just went after Mercedes and then continued to pummel her inside the ring and out. So uh, Raquel, you know, left looking stronger than, uh, you know, than anyone in the picture and Mercedes yeah. I'm sure will at some point get her shot at her because I'll bet she's pretty pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to come back. Uh, she's not going to be happy at all. Um, speaking of people who are not happy at all, Adam Cole had a sit down interview with, I guess some guy from sports illustrated, I guess. I don't know. Um, he's still pretty pissed about Kyle, the Kyle O'Reilly lost. Kyle got lucky. Kyle isn't ready for the main event picture. Uh, and then when, uh, where, uh, Adam Cole was asked where he goes from here. He simply said, none of your damn business. So then you got Kyle O'Reilly, who last week said he's moving on from Adam Cole. You know, he was kind of caught watching it. So, <laughs> again, uh, this is this is Rocky too. Uh, they did it with going into the hospital. Yeah, this is not over yet. And, unfortunately, said the, the, the NXT title was mentioned by Adam Cole. Of course, Kyle O'Reilly already has his sights set on Karen Cross. Maybe there's going to be some type of – maybe like a number one contender's and because uh, that was a non-sanctioned match or an unsanctioned match, right? Unsanctioned. So that didn't count towards you know, the win-loss records or the standing or the the you know, contendership, you know, rankings for the for the NXT title. So they're probably they can go back at it again. Pete uh, Pete Dunn was backstage. He did a promo and pretty much uh, he wants somebody to pick a fight with him. <laughs> Uh, he mentioned all the champions, which kind of half means nothing. You know, Johnny's not going to go after him. Uh, Sheeta's busy. Uh, Walter's back home. The only one that kind of would go after him, Karrion Cross. You say Karrion Cross's name, and all of a sudden he's going to show up. So I think, again, there's a lot of guys in this championship picture that keep on mentioning Cross's name, and Cross hears this. And uh, he doesn't like it when his name comes out of people's mouths. So uh, stay tuned for that. Cameron Grimes. All right, we're looking for the most expensive, most beautiful watch in all here in Florida. And he finally picked out the one. He got this really, really nice one. But it was not a million dollar watch. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. Ted DiBiase was on TV right on cue when we said, oh, my God, we'd love for him to show up. So hopefully they keep doing more stuff with Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase uh, and Cameron Grimes. He's just starts, he's got to start learning the lessons now. Everybody's got a price for the million dollar <laughs> man. 
Uh, Drizzle Young Veterans did an in-ring promo wanting MSK, but they were interrupted by Chomp and Thatcher. And uh, Timothy Thatcher, he did some uh, videotape uh, studies on Drizzle Young Veterans, and he found something interesting from one of the takeovers. And it was that wonderful chant that we all love, that all know love. If you hate Gibson, shoes off. If you hate Gibson, shoes off. If you hate Gibson, shoes off. So here we go. They're going to get back at it. This was a rematch. This will be, excuse me, a rematch from the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. I believe these quarterfinals, maybe, quarters or semis. Um, and Grizzly Young Veterans got the win that night. So uh, John Smith is our senior NXT correspondent. Who do you got in this one? Uh, I'm done. I'm done picking the Grizzled Young Veterans to win anything anymore, man. They keep <laughs> they, they keep disappointing me every time. They make me look like a fool. You know, I probably would have ended up winning everything in the pool last year if I picked them to lose. Uh, definitely going with Chamon Chomper and Thatcher in this one. Yeah. So, so your, your your shoes are officially off with Zach Gibson, John DeConi. Yeah, exactly. I it, I don't know why it is the case, but it just seems like GYV doesn't win in a in a big spot. Uh, so give me uh, Champa and Thatcher. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. The 50-50 buyback. We, haven't, we don't really see that too much in NXT, so it's not really a bit much of a thing as it is on Raw and SmackDown. But, uh, yeah, you know, Champa and Thatcher, they've had some time. Uh, I guess Thatcher, was he was jumped by Imperium. You know, maybe that thing's still looming out there. I don't think everyone just kind of forgot about that. I know Imperium's missing, uh, messing around with Dane and Maverick at the time. But, yeah, no, no Champa and Thatcher. Screw it. Why not, right? Uh, John DeConi, something we've never, ever said before on the show, in action, got a win. In action, got a win. Oh, that's, that's Smith. That's me, yeah. I got, I got a few. Yeah. Oh, it is. All right, John Smith, sorry. Hey, yeah, um, what's her name? Zeon Ruff? No, uh, Zayda <laughs> Raymu. Uh, yeah, so Tony Storm, well, the, the story of this is Zoe Stark, and, you know, Tony Storm came out. Cut a quick little promo on, on Zoe saying that she made her famous with her fluke victory. Um, so then she's going up against Inaction, and her name is Zeta Ramir, a.k.a. Zion Ruff. And uh, she hits – so Zoe Stark comes out about a few minutes into the match, distracts uh, Tony Storm, and allows Zeta to get the upper hand. Then she hits a shooting star press where she almost looked like she was about to Brock Lesnar that thing. Yeah. And then she she got over just in time. But yep. you know, I, I I it looked exactly like Brock Lesnar's, and I was like, uh oh. So I think she's got to go uh, do that a couple more hundred times before she wants to do it again on TV. Yeah, it was the same thing as Lesnar though. She, you know, uh, Tony was kind of far away. That was a pretty that was a pretty long distance to hit. You know, a backflip off the top rope. That was. Yeah, but she got it. So, uh, shout out to the Zeon Ruff. Uh, <laughs> Ian Shaw did, did, did a video package. Uh, who the hell knows what they said? Um, Imperium defeated Gillian Dane and Drake Maverick after their Euro bomb. Uh, but there was a lot going on in this match. There was trust issues with Dane and Drake. Um, that didn't seem to unfold too much. Uh, but Wolf wouldn't hit Dane with the chair to cheat on the behalf of Imperium. So uh, the, the sanity bond there, I guess the – oh, they would be good with Vinyl by Design. They're growing. Um, the sanity bond that the, those two have, not to mention the U.K. aspect. You know, Dane is from uh, from Gary country in Belfast, and, you know, Wolfie's from 
from Germany. So uh, to be continued with that, I guess this is still going, still going. Um, it's been fun. That was a great match. That was a lot of fun. Isaiah Swerve Scott did a promo from a studio. He actually liked what Leon Ruff did, the actual Leon Ruff did to him last week backstage. Uh, so now he wants a false count anywhere match, and now we're going to keep going with this. Uh, these two just can't seem to get away from each other, and to tell you the truth, fine by me. Like, this has been a great feud for these two. Uh, I don't want to say shockingly, uh, I think we're still underestimating Leon Ruff here, but he has been done nothing but shine in a losing effort right there. Owen Force Swerve has pretty much got him every single time. Uh, John DeConi, the Swerve got him again here. It's tough to beat a time five times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, this this uh, little rivalry here has been so entertaining. I didn't even realize that uh, Leon had come out uh, on the, the L side, uh, you know, all four matches. But uh, I, I, I even given that, I still think it's a coin flip. Uh, I'm going to go with Swerve. I'm going to go with Swerve, but not be, you know, uh, upset in the least if Leon takes it. Because I know we're just going to get a good match, and hopefully we're going to get a couple good, uh, couple more of them. So give me Swerve. Yeah, they, you know, now, they got, now they're going to go everywhere. There's falls count anywhere. They're going to go into the crowd. I hope, I hope the crowd, you know, doesn't, like, uh, body surf Leon Ruff back to the ring. Imagine Leon Ruff in ECW. Oh, my God. John Smith. <laughs> uh <laughs> Well, I guess you could Spike Dudley. I guess they had Leon oh, Ruff back in ECW. Bam Bam um, throwing him into the fifth row. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, another reason why Bronson Reed can't do that to Leon Ruff. Um, John Smith, uh, when Leon attacked him, he said, uh, this isn't over till I say it's over. So, I don't know. What do you think? The, I don't think it's going to be over then yet because I got Swerve winning this one. He challenged him to the match. He's got to win that that specialty match in my opinion. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't see Leon Ruff winning anytime soon. I, I feel like he's going to be like the lovable loser for a while. I think with everything go, going backstage, I, I don't want to say this is going to happen, but what was it? The halftime heat where, you know, Mick Foley lowered or mankind lowered the forklift with the pallet on it on top of the rock. So he couldn't answer the 10 count. Yeah. You know, there, there's stuff that Leon can do to keep him down for 10 seconds here. I don't think this match exactly. This is going to go forward. I don't think this match is going to solve anything. I want to. I want to see them make this the main event, though. I want to see them go at it in the main event. Okay, that's that's what that's potential because uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get into what possibly could be, you know, the the, the street fight. We'll get into that in a second because there was flowers. Uh, flowers were delivered to Sh uh, Shopper Moonheart at the beginning of the episode, and they were potentially, for, according to Frankie Monet. They were allegedly from Dexter Loomis. Uh, that doesn't sound right to me. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that in a second because the way is all over the place here now. Indy was upset. Indy was depressed as she was walking down the aisle, walking Austin Theory uh, into his match against Bronson Reed, John DeConnie. Yeah, uh, Bronson had a little uh, standoff with uh, Johnny backstage. Uh, then, you know, Theory comes bouncing along. Come on, guys. I got a match. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, the way they made their, uh, made their way to ringside, and they were, you know, causing a little bit of trouble uh, throughout the match. Uh, then Loomis comes out, and in the line of the night, uh, he kind of, you know, is following Indy. Indy wants nothing to do with him. She, you know, walks around the ring. She gets in the ring. No, no, 
You talk too much. Yeah, oh. shut up. You told to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then uh, Theory knocks Loomis off the apron. Uh, on the other side of the ring, Johnny's trying to interfere once again. He eats a haymaker from Reed, who turns around and clotheslines Theory, which sets us up for the ending. A tsunami! Yeah. <laughs> for the 12-and-a-half-minute victory. And by way of that victory, Reed now gets a shot at Johnny Gargano in the North American title. Yep. And then going forward with this, uh, the way they fired up Indy with uh, with the flowers being sent to Shopper Moonheart, and uh, Indy went full crazy B on them before their match uh, with the Robert Stone brand. Uh, they just Indy lost, and Candice is like, finally, you know, I know she's she's upset. <laughs> she got her ass kicked the week before, so the two of them they went full crazy. Um, on Shopper Moonheart before their match with the Robert Stone brand. Now here, Robert Stone brand's got the tag titles. Hey, we won the <laughs> so, shout out to Robert Stone. He's a Jersey guy. He knows what he's doing. Trying to get me, trying to sneak in the tag team championship win. The match never happened, but um, they did. Uh, like I said, the week last week or two weeks ago, uh, Indy did go to Regal, um, which Johnny Gargano was never happy about. But Indy did get them the tag team championship match now. But because of what Indy and Candice uh, did uh, that attack before the Robert Stone Brand match, uh, they turned this into a street fight. So uh, we got a street fight and a Falls Count Anywhere match um, tomorrow or tonight. Excuse me, tonight on NXT, and uh, this one is for the tag team championships. So John Smith, our senior NXT correspondent, uh, titles are on the line here. Is it finally the waste time? I think they're zero three. I think all those three of those losses were against Shopper Moonheart. Uh, no, I don't think it's their time yet because they got they still got too many stories to be told with Dexter Loomis and all that stuff going on. So and Shotzi and Ember, I think they're going to hold them for a while to to legitimize those titles, especially because since they were lost the same day that they were created. Yeah. So I think I think they're going to give them a, a substantially long uh, reign, and obviously this is going to be the main event. I didn't know that this was going to be a street fight and yeah. for the title. But, tonight so some nxt correspondent i am yeah, but yeah that's, okay. that's that's definitely your main event tonight so all right john the yeah johnson you're gonna build up the lineage the nxt tag team champions the women's tag titles they want to know a takeover uh, <laughs> i've been <laughs> i've been taking a beating uh picking candace LeRae in all forms of tag and and whatnot singles matches uh, but since no points are on the line for this one, <laughs> I would I would hate for her to finally win when I didn't pick her. Give me give me Candice and indie wrestling. Take those tag titles. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with John Smith. I like John Smith's theory. I, I kind of yeah, the Dexter Loomis thing. I don't know if you want to mix in the tag team title. Like Johnny's already got a championship. I don't know if you want to mix in all the belts with the whole Dexter Loomis thing. I don't know. I just feel like if they won them, they would lose them right away because Indy would get distracted and get pinned by somebody else quickly. You know, and I think it, would, it wouldn't end up well. Yeah. So that will do it. NXT tonight, uh, they own the night tonight, but the former tenants to this night, um, Impact, I thought, actually had a hell of a show last Thursday. Uh, John DeConi. Uh, we'll get to the whole world title picture of Kenny Omega um, in a second. Uh, but first, uh, the X Division Championship. Ace Austin got his rematch. Yep, he did. And uh, the walking weapon would retain. 
Uh, these, you know, this was everything you want out of an X division match for, you know, 11 plus minutes. So these guys flying all over the place and, uh, you know, uh, just kicking each other's asses. Uh, and Josh pulled on, he's done it once before, but each time he does it, it, it absolutely stops me in my tracks. Cause I wonder not only how he doesn't kill the person he's doing it to, how he doesn't blow out his own knee. Uh, he hit a, a power bomb. He power bombs ace. Onto Josh's own knee. Yeah, it's a- I you know DDP used to say you can't fake gravity. You know when people talk yeah. about wrestling being fake, that is one of those moves that makes me go like, yeah. How does that not hurt somebody badly? Uh, even that transition. Ouch. He would then transition into an ankle lock for the submission victory and retain the X division title, the Walking Weapon, Josh Alexander. Yeah, he he, uh, he got it done. <clears throat> Teal Dashwood, uh, she just happened to be passing by Taylor a while. She wasn't eavesdropping or anything. Um, and after Taylor came to this uh, Tennille's uh, save at the end of Rebellion, obviously Tennille wants to be. It is a magnet for a tag team partner. Tennille finally has her tag team partner. So Taylor Wild, uh, she didn't really seem too uh, happy with that. Uh, she had a match with Kimberly. Now, before that, you know, Kimber uh, did a promo. Uh, she said she did her thing. Then uh, Deanna, uh, she was going to stay in the back. Let Kimber handle it with Susan. She's just going to stay in the back. Uh, it's time for Kimber, uh, you know, to take the training wheels off, go on or on her own. Uh, what well, she did, but then when Deanna kept talking, here comes Havoc into Deanna Perrazzo's face. Uh, so that is, uh, it looks like, you know, Havoc wants to step up here. But the one thing I noticed here, maybe I'm the one that's wrong, is Susan too good here? Because during that entire time that Kimber was talking, I was watching Susan because she was pacing back and forth. And she's, oh, oh, you know, like with these angry faces. I, I think she's too distracted. She's too good. Uh, I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way, John the guy. No, she's just entirely too entertaining. Like, you want to see Sue Young come back and, you know, mess some people up, but. Not if that means Susan goes away. Susan is too damn entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taylor Wilde ended up defeating uh, Kimberly with a code breaker into a modification of a sharpshooter slash Indian deathlock. I don't think you cannot get – no, she's not Canadian at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, a post-match attack by Susan was quickly thwarted by her her new friend, Tennille Dashwood. She just happened to be – she wasn't eavesdropping. She just happened to be passing by the ring ramp and saw that Taylor needed help. So uh, there you go, Tennille and uh, Taylor Wilde. Which John DeConte, what did you think of Taylor's first match back? They're saying ten years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I well, I, I think it was uh, you know it was a good idea to make it a sub ten minute match because not that she looked bad, but that ending was just sloppy and weird. Is it like there's no way that's the way the move was supposed to look? Like, you know, it, it looked like it was a figure four, and it was running. Kimberly wound up right next to the ropes. If she didn't tap absolutely immediately, all she had to do was look up and go, like, oh, I'm right here. I can yeah. get a rope break. So something about that wasn't quite right. Uh, but uh, Taylor looks, you know, okay. I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll get a little bit more out of her, and, you know, she'll start to look better. I think I, the biggest problem of this whole COVID season of wrestling is that if you're off TV, I know there's rings and you know set up everywhere for people to practice in, but 
there's a lot of ring rust going around. You see a lot of sloppy moments because they're just, you know, they're not doing house shows four nights a week. They're not, you know, yeah. people are just not getting the ring time. Good analysis. Uh, speaking of uh, re-debuts with ring rust and whatnot, W. Morrissey looks pretty good. He defeated Sam Beal uh, with her powerbomb, and you can't teach that. <laughs> All right, so as I alluded to the beginning, the entire locker room was uh, – the show started, the entire locker room, uh, of course led by AC Romero and, uh, and Larry Day. Uh, everybody wants a shot at Kenny Omega. They were outside Scott Demore's door uh, waiting for an answer. So Demore uh, said, you know, you read my mind. Go into the ring to give you that answer right now. So Demore went into the ring. He announced that there will be a uh, a six-pack challenge at Under Siege, um, where the winner of that six-pack challenge, he will face Steven Seagal. And then if you beat Steven Seagal, then you get Kenny Omega. So they had qualifying matches. Um, they're going to be, you know, three were last week, or supposed to be. And then three are uh, this week. It started off uh, with Jake something. He had a lot of positive things to say about Jake something. And to tell you the truth, this is probably the best thing that could have happened to Jake is getting out of that silly. As much as I love the Deaners, they were silly. They were fun. Uh, but both him and Cody needed to get out of that. They're both doing well right now. Jake something, uh, he landed Chris Bay, a returning Chris Bay. And uh, Chris Bay got the win. I believe he got a uh, – Oh, Rohit Raju. Yeah, the roster was still on the outside. Rohit grabbed. I guess he's still, I guess, quote-unquote friends with Chris Bay. He grabbed Jake something's leg uh, and then turned into a win for Chris Bay. Uh, it was a roll-up with his feet on the ropes. So there you go. There was one roll-up last week. But it wasn't on Raw, so we let it go. But his feet were on the ropes, too. He was cheating at the same time. So Chris Bay is uh, going to under siege. Um, and then they had, oh, uh, Impact Rebellion Backlash. Yeah, Impact Rebellion Backlash. Matt Cardona, uh, he defeated Brian Myers. <laughs> he defeated Brian Myers. So Mark, Matt Cardona is going to Under Siege. Um, all this while this is going on, Kenny Omega is still nowhere to be found. Under Impact Contract Rules, if he's a champion, he's got to show up or he's going to be stripped of the title. So uh, Slinger owed... Don Callis 20 grand for the bet that Callis made at Swinger's Palace. So he actually trusted Johnny Swinger to get Kenny Omega from the airport to the ring. So Kenny Omega didn't get stripped of the world title on his first night. Uh, that is bold. That is some trust to put into Johnny Swinger. Uh, but he got him there, as we saw in the last qualifying match, John the Connie, with Eddie Edwards and Sandy Callahan. Yeah, not only did he trust Swinger. He trusted Swinger to get one of his, what do we call it? One of his, one of his uh, not, not goons. What the hell does he call them? Anyway, he told him to, to send one of his, you know, lackeys, basically, yeah. uh, which we all know the only one available is Johnny Bravo. So I cannot believe we didn't get a segment with Johnny Bravo driving around an airport, not being able to find the plane or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but fast forward to the main event of the night, uh, Stooge. It's a, he told Swinger to send one of his Stooges. That's the damn word. Um, yeah, he told uh, – so we have uh, Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards in the feud that will not end in qualifier number three for the evening. And they beat the hell out of each other for about ten and a half minutes. But uh, then Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers rushed the ring. Technically, now I had originally called this a no contest last week, yeah. 
And then following uh, on the Impact website, they changed it to Sammy technically was the first person to get hit. They yeah. made it a DQ. And I haven't seen any updated brackets, but it sounds like Sammy won by DQ and is moving on. Maybe Eddie Edwards has something to say about that this Thursday night. I don't know. But as it stands right now, it's a DQ victory for Sammy Callahan. And afterwards, we got uh, uh, Finjuice trying to make the save, but they get beat down as well by uh, the Bullet Club. And then Callis gets on the mic and said, you know, you wanted Kenny in the building. Be careful what you wish for. Enjoy your world champion." Yeah, and uh, I don't know if Eddie's going to have too much to say because immediately after Impact went off the air, uh, they announced the main event that Under Siege is going to be Kenny Omega and the, and the Bull Club and the Good Brothers, the Bull Club. They're going to be going against Eddie Edwards and Finjuice. So Eddie, uh, whether Sammy Callahan gets the nod and advances Under Siege, uh, I guess that's uh, TBD. Because the last graphic I saw only had Cardona and Chris Bay on it. Uh, but Eddie's Eddie's... Already, you know, going. He's with Kenny he's Omega. He got, he got his wish. It's not for the title, but he's got his, uh, his. You know, he's got. He's gonna get a piece of Kenny Omega at Under Siege. There you go. So, um, and then we had so we have three more qualifiers, uh, Thursday night. So, uh, let's get right into it. I, I didn't really put it up. I forgot to tell you. Oh, yeah, by the way, Finn Balor is gonna be back at NXT as well. I forgot to mention. <laughs> um. The first qualifier, we have uh, Trey Miguel and Rohit Raju, John Smith. We really haven't heard from you a lot uh, this segment. I know, uh, you know, literally baseball games, they tend to get in the way of stuff. Um, but I'm sure yeah. Sean is doing well. But you got Rohit Raju and Trey Miguel here, John Smith. What do you think? Oh, this has Trey written all over it. I don't even care if Shearer gets involved or anybody else because they're, they're pushing Trey to the moon right now. So I think he's – the one like unstoppable guy that that isn't going to lose anytime soon. All right, John Smith. That was me. I'm sorry, John DeConi. Right, I'm, I'm right. trying to confuse Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think Trey takes this one. The only way I see it going the other way, and it's not going to be my pick, but maybe Chris Bate tries to, you know, hey, thanks. Uh, let me get your back now. But yeah. uh, it's just it it makes too much sense for Trey to move on into this six pack. Yeah, normally I don't like betting against Rohit Raju, uh, so I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Trey. Now the reason why I'm betting against Rohit, he's he's got bigger things ahead of him. You know, he's eventually gonna get Sting, so he doesn't need to be going for Kenny Omega and the Impact World Champion. Oh God, please, please let that. He, he, it's his, he, he made it a point when this whole thing started. He wants Sting. He wants to take out Sting. So uh, until I hear otherwise, uh, that's where I think Rohit's going. Um. Eric Young vows that Violent by Design will be represented in the six-man match at Under Siege uh, to fight against the sickness. So I guess the sickness, Kenny Omega, I guess everybody's a sickness other than uh, who, uh, other than them. But uh, Rhino and Chris Saban, we have former uh, TNA NWA Impact World Champions here. We have two of them. You know, Rhino, he went 24 hours without daylight, food, water, um, he defeated, he beat uh, Abyss, Jeff Hardy, and Sabu in a Monsters Ball match. Then went on to win a 10-man uh, gauntlet Royal Rumble-type match. And then went on to beat Jeff Jarrett for the NWA TNA World Championship all in the same night. So Rhino is tested for this. Chris Saban beat Bully Ray by cashing in uh, the Ultimate X or Option X or Option C or whatever they used to call it. So both of these guys are former world champions, John DeConi. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is a bad day for uh, Chris Saban. 
I mean, you know, he's he's a TNA legend, so okay, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I think Rhino uh, wins this one definitively. John Smith. Yeah, Violent by Design needs to be represented in the six packs, so I'm going with Rhino. All right, I'll go. I'll go with Saban then. I knew you guys were gonna pick Rhino. But yeah, I, I'm not, no problem with Rhino. But uh, the fun fact is that I shot out both of them being world champions. I believe they both lost their world titles within three days. So, yeah. <laughs> so Jeff Jarrett won it back against Rhino at the next Impact, and I'm pretty sure Bully Ray did the same thing to Chris Saban. Um, and then the last qualifier, uh, Moose is pissed that he has to jump through all these hoops uh, to get to Kenny Omega. Uh, Moose is back. He's still angry. We haven't seen Moose since he lost the unification match to Rich Swan. Uh, James Storms packed him a two-sack lunch for their fight, as per his daddy's instructions when he was a kid. Uh, we didn't have a graphic for it, but we got Moose and James Storm, uh, John Smith, in the last qualifying match. Moose. There you go. John DeConnie. I would have to concur. I think Moose takes it. Obviously, it's James Storm. It's not going to be a walkover, but I think Moose takes it. Yeah, you got, you got to go with the big moose on this one. So um, that will do it for Impact. Uh, we are going to uh, said bid you guys do for the time being. And uh, let me get this off now before I screw up. All right, we're going to bring in from MinutesToBellTime.com. We saw him earlier. Uh, we didn't announce him properly for Star Wars Day. So ladies and gentlemen, Joy Baca joins us here to talk uh, a little <laughs> – I was so afraid you were going to say Jabba the Hutt. Joey Baca. How did everything go with New Japan? There was a, you know, he said there was a bunch of title matches last week. I know it ended this morning uh, talking with Travis on the Daily Wrestling News Show. Um, it sounded like Will Ospreay, if I remember correctly. I was doing a lot of stuff this morning as I was listening. Yeah, yeah New Japan had a couple of big shows recently. Um, yeah, Will Ospreay won. Yeah, we'll get back to him. Uh, yeah. I'll Tasmo in a few seconds. We're going to talk about yeah. how he's going to debut on Impact. But let's talk about Will Ospreay. He's the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He had a 44-minute match this morning against Shingo Takagi. He made it through. He won the match. So he's moving on wow. to face Okada. So uh, Okada at the end of the month at the Tokyo Dome, assuming that a couple of things, assuming that Tokyo is open, because right now they were in lockdown. They had to cancel a bunch of events. That's point one. Point two is if Okada is clear to compete because there were six people removed from this morning's card, Okada being one of them. Uh, somebody is sick, and the rest were all near that person. So yeah, depending on what happens there, uh, we should have our Osprey-Okada match, which is a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom this earlier this year. On January 4th, Okada beat Will Osprey. So... Uh, so we're looking forward to that at the end of the month. But also yesterday, Jay White, he beat uh, Tanahashi to win the Never Open Weight Championship. So, and then he did mention after the match, and Travis brought this up on the Daily Wrestling News Show this morning, that if there's any belt collectors out there looking for belts, <clears throat> they know where to find Jay White. So, so uh, Jay White kind of indicating that maybe Kenny Omega should come shopping for the for a New Japan belt. Yeah, is that the one that would Kenny would go for though? Like that's that's where I, I kind of lie on that one. That's fun, you know. Jay White, you no know, new Bolt Club versus old Bolt Club. I mean, they all it's everything's all fun. Is that really the belt that Kenny wants? Uh, you know, I think I think he needs a Japan belt in that fit and that in his collection, but I don't think he has any chance of getting the World Championship belt. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
So yeah, so, New Japan, they're big shows. They have two more big shows this month. One is uh, the 15th or so, and that's a stadium show. And then the uh, the Tokyo Dome at the end of the month. So uh, not much announced for either of those yet. Okay. And then uh, the part, everyone, if you just saw me, I just kind of said we were supposed to talk about uh, El Fantasmo. Uh, he is going to be on Impact this week as well uh, on Thursday night. So uh, the Bullet Club, uh, I don't know if he had any uh, with Kenny Omega and Gallows and Anderson at the time. If they cross paths, if this is the same Bullet I mean, you know, Bull Club's always for life. So maybe uh, <clears throat> Fantasmo would uh, help them out. But it just seems to me that he's just got X Division written all over him. Maybe this is kind of a substitute for what they wanted to do with Sammy Guevara. Possibly. Yeah, you're right, though, that he is more of an X Division. He's a junior heavyweight, you know, X Division, yeah. no limits and stuff like that, right? But typically you see your junior heavyweight type guys in there. Um, El Fantasmo debuted in 2019 for New Japan Pro Wrestling, so he had no overlap with Kenny Omega and those guys at all. <laughs> but okay. in his very first match, I'm actually glad we talked about Will Ospreay up front because in his very first match in New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2019, who did he pin? Will Ospreay. Wow. So he's got a good credential there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably probably his biggest match of his career so far was against Hiromu Takahashi at the Tokyo Dome on January 4th this year. He lost that match, but he still is an IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team champion, ch champion twice. He won the Super J Cup, which he competed against a bunch of the Impact guys in that. You know, like Chris Bay was in that tournament. Mm -hmm. um, Chris Bay was wrestling on like three shows that night. Yeah, yeah, so. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so he is the Super J Cup winner last year. So he's got a lot of credentials. He's a great talent. He is a heel. He is the Jay White style heel that'll roll out of the ring as soon as the bell rings, and you'll have to chase him and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but he's exciting to watch once he gets going. So. All right, good. Well, we're looking forward to seeing him Thursday night. I'm sure he'll fit right in. Uh, with all those guys, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe it's an in-action match first. I don't. I mean, Sam Beal seems like he's the only in-action guy. Uh, that Impact has at the moment. But uh, it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, what they do. But, uh, Ryan, we're going to take you out of uh, this neck of the woods, and we're going to put you um, in, in the area. You're senior correspondent. You have a big show coming up on uh, tomorrow night, AEW, their first Wednesday special of the uh, the new season for ProWrestlingPickem.com. Uh, before we get to that, let me just get the correct uh, nameplates up here because I keep on – uh, before we get that, though, uh, last week, though, uh, John Smith, uh, you wanted to be up first on this one with uh, the TNT Championship and Darby Allen and Preston Vance. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, we all we all pretty much knew what was going to happen here, but I, there was a little slim glimmer of doubt because of the whole Brody Lee connection and that they actually they actually played into that before the match started. So, yeah. you know, we got us all like, you know, on the emotional side with 10, even though Darby's, you know, big fan favorite, it was not to be though. Darby finished him off, you know, in, in due time. And that was that. All right. Yeah. So that's now what five title defenses now or four or five, right? Since uh, I have to, I have to check my records, but he's right. done three in a row for sure. Yeah, yeah, three weeks in a row. Um, we got this week off. I don't think he has anything scheduled for Blood and Guts. Um, and then, Ryan, we're going to stick with you. Uh, a match that we were, it was tough for us to pick 
But we thought that everybody uh, was just riding, uh, riding this Hangman Page wave that not even Brian Cage could stop. And that's exactly how I wanted to set up the match. Is that you're right? All of us last week, we all picked Adam Page. We all picked Adam Page to win against Brian Cage because we thought Page Omega down the road, and we're just going to yeah. kind of ride it, ride it until that. But uh, Brian Cage found a way. And Team Taz, you know, they looked like they were falling apart, but uh, they were a cohesive unit, and they came out uh, and interrupted Page's entrance. Uh, Brian Cage powerbombed him on the ramp, and Page really never recovered fully from that. And it was Drill Claw City, as Taz would say, for the pin. And Brian Cage gets the big win over Adam Page. Yeah, is it, is it the only reason I think if if nobody knew – like, oh, yeah, everyone was thinking, you know, Page and Omega, uh, Hangman Page and Omega. If nobody thought that, I think everybody would have flip-flopped and took Brian Cage. So let this be a lesson to us. You know, it doesn't matter. This is not WWE-style booking. AEW constant, you know, whoever is the better wrestler should win. And that's what Brian Cage is. I don't Unless anyone wants to disagree with that. I feel like Brian Cage is a better, a better sports entertainer wrestler than Adam Page is. And Brian Cage is an amazing in-ring talent. I think Adam Page still has his has his title shot coming. He was undefeated before that, too, by the way. He was 8-0 yeah. before that. So it's a big uh, win for Brian Cage. John Deconi, another Honeyman match, John DeConi. Uh John Smith's best friend, my best friend, Penta. John Smith's best friend, Penta. And then Kyle and Orange Cassidy. Uh, they yeah. got into it as well. <laughs> yeah, this, this one was real entertaining. You know, it, it, was, a, it was a good back and forth. You know, Penta's, uh, you know, a bigger guy than Cassidy, so I wasn't sure whether or not he was going to ragdoll him around uh, with his uh, innovative offense or whatnot. But there was some good back and forth all the way around. Uh, and then uh, Alex got on the mic again. Uh, Alex Abrahantes got on the mic again and uh, started uh, cutting into Orange and whatnot. And what the hell? Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, my, uh, also, I spot in my nose. Uh, and uh, Orange Cassidy pulls him into the ring, uh, which, of course, caused him to drop the mic. The mic kind of, you know, pitters over into the corner. And Trent, question mark, is at ringside. <laughs> he picks it up. And uh, shortly thereafter, he hands it to Orange. And after Orange had... Uh, he was going up for – was trying to pull him up into a pile driver. Orange flipped right over his head and out the back. He got the mic, used it for an orange punch, and he gets the victory over Penta. Yeah, so uh, Cole, I said Penta was going to run the gauntlet, and uh, he, he didn't even – he got you know, his one for one uh, against the best friends and alien friends. Uh, Jade Cargill, again, says she's her own boss, and she's not going to give anybody a percentage of her money. Not, not, not as much to listen to offers. So, Jake Cargill's still looking for an hatch. <laughs> I don't get this. Anyway. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't need no man. Uh, Christian Cage, uh, future AEW world champion Christian Cage, interrupted Taz backstage and uh, let Taz know that he's going to go through Team Taz one by one on his way to eventually beating Kenny Omega for the AEW title. So uh, I was like, Chris is going to try to run that call, and Brian Cage, that's going to be a tough out. I'll take him against the other ones. Uh, Cage is going to be tough. Maybe save that one for uh, double or nothing. That would be good. Wasn't Christian his uncle? 
<laughs> Jazz? Chris Cage. No, Christian Cage. Brian Cage. Christian Cage. Oh, yes. Cage. yes. yes. Uh, Chris Statlander defeated Penelope Ford after the Big Bang Theory. There was no signs of Miro during that match while Kip Sabian was ringside. <laughs> Whoa, they're sliding backstage. <laughs> And Kip being the uh, Kip was looking for him. That was the stupid mural was he they poked the bear. So Kip went into the seat and mull things over. And he got his ass kicked. I think he broke his arm. And I think Ryan Joy reported this morning. Uh he is out for uh, an extended amount of time with an injury. So uh, Kip Sabian uh is officially on the shelf. Um the show started uh as Don Callis put it, uh let's just quote him directly here. Six grown men in the back of a limousine. Doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it started off with the Bullet Club, and um, it get, they're not afraid of Moxley and Kingston. I don't know, long story short, uh, we're going to get into blood and guts. That's the first match we're going to talk about. But before we do, here are the standings going into the show. I showed this earlier with Gary. I let him have some fun being in first place. Uh, John Smith is second. I'm in third. We're all pretty close to each other. We're only one show in and those are all of our uh records from rebellion um here are our records last year with aew uh travis and gary that we're not on record yet but they will be involved in this as well um if you want to listen to travis's picks and his opinion on blood and guts make sure you go to today was episode 90 of the daily wrestling news show travis will give you all of his insight there and then the scoring system uh just your basic five three and one um, but there are no championship matches. Pretty much everything is a one-pointer with the exception of Blood and Guts. Uh, it was It's the same as War Games, so I will credit it with the same amount of points as War Games. So that will be bumped up to 10 and making the perfect pay-per-view bonus uh, with 10 points when we get to that match. But like I said, um, things went down, I believe. Uh, actually, I, I kind of forget what happened. But <laughs> Kenny Feng, Michael Nakazawa to Eddie Kingston. Then uh, Moxley jumped Kenny from behind and held his ankle hostage unless Callis uh, promised this match. So this is where we are. Kenny Omega and the, I guess, the, the limousine driver, oil guy, Michael Nakazawa. He's going against Eddie Kingston and former world champion John Moxley. Uh, Ryan Joy is our senior AEW correspondent. I'll give you first crack at this one. Nakazawa's there, just there to take a pin. So Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. John Connie? I would have to agree there. Kingston and Moxley. Take this one. John Smith, you need Michael Nakazawa a chance here. Oh, I mean, after I saw that graphic, I kind of want to pick Nakazawa, but I'm going <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going with Moxie and Kingston here. <laughs> um, the Young Bucks, uh, they defeated the Seidel brothers in a tag team eliminator match. Now, due to the outcome of that match, the Seidels are not allowed to challenge the Young Bucks for the tag team championships while the Bucks are champions. That is the purpose of an eliminator match. Do we all get it? <laughs> anyway, they won after uh, Matt Jackson uh, hit one of them with a Johnny Cage low blow with the BTE trigger. Um, but there's actually, uh, they had an altercation. SCU came out. They're uh, they're still full of piss and vinegar. They, they promised a while ago that the next match they lost, um, they would split up as a tag team, and Christopher Daniels could peacefully retire, which he's been trying to do for the past two years now, uh, from what I've heard. Uh, John DeConi, uh, we don't have a graphic for this, but we have the Jurassic Express, we have SCU, we have the Acclaimed, and we have uh, the Varsity Blondes. We have Griff's, uh, Varsity Blues Blondes. 
Browns, the varsity Browns. It's Cleveland. They're from Cleveland. Something like that. I don't know. Griff Garrison Cincinnati. and Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman's from Ohio, right? So the Browns is no Bengals. Yes, Cincinnati. Play for the Bengals. The varsity Cincinnati. Bengals. There you go. John DeConnie, who do you got? Does the winner gets the young bucks? Most likely a double or nothing. Wow, did you go around the world for that one? <laughs> <laughs> or at least Ohio. <laughs> yeah, right, right. One around one. Uh, give me SCU. We got uh, what we got double or nothing coming up in uh, about two and a half weeks or, or three and a half weeks. So give me SCU so we get our title match at the pay per view. Uh, John Smith, it was it's what a four way match between all those teams you mentioned. Yeah, SCU, yeah. the claims, and the varsity blondes. Oh, yeah, I got SCU because they're the only ones like doing a, a little promo with, with, the, uh, with the Bucks right now. Yeah, and as I mentioned, Ryan Joy, uh, if if this truly is it, and Christopher Daniels wants to, you know, ride off into the retirement sunset here, double or nothing, AEW's biggest show of the calendar year for the tag titles against uh, the team they respect and the Young Bucks. Who, you know, the Bucks brought them there. They were the ones that brought Christopher Daniels wanted to retire before AEW uh, even started, and the Bucks coaxed them back in. And uh, I believe this is uh, the poetic way for Christopher Daniels to go out. You know, I agree. Though what's funny about it is that yes, so SCU is who I'm picking, but I was I've been thinking that this is going to be the whole Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, I'm sorry, I love you moment towards the end of Chris Daniels' oh, career. But if the books are complete heels, yeah. it's not going to be I'm sorry, I love you. It's just going to be get the hell out of here, old man, and kick him in the yep. face. Yeah, they so. got a BTE trigger right there. Boom. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Britt Baker, the number one contender for the AEW World Women's Championship. She will be fighting in action. Uh, John Smith, any chance that Zeon Ruff is her opponent for this? If it is, then I got Zeon, definitely. Otherwise, Britt Baker's taking this one. <laughs> Ryan Joy, I'm sorry. Ryan Joy, you got Britt. Oh, you... we, we, uh, we have had in action win once before and that's when it was abaddon but i don't think they were going to see that tonight so, no this, uh, would every, this would kill every bit of momentum brick baker has yes so brick john baker all the way john the yeah Sorry. yeah i'm also on that train dmd takes this one okay uh let's get rid of that uh, the the factory defeated the Nightmare Family in a six man tag team match after Anthony Agogo, uh was punching everyone pretty much on the outside, and then QT Marshall pinned Lee Johnson. Hell broke loose post match when the Gun Club came out. QT bailed after taking a few bumps, but ran into Cody on the Nightmare bus, eventually ending up on top of the bus where Cody applied the figure four. Um, so I'm not sure why Sheamus fits into this here, but it looks like that's Cody versus Sheamus. Um, <laughs> QT Marshall 5-0 and oh. uh, That's pretty impressive And I guess that doesn't include uh, the, the, the scrimmage match right? Didn't they have a, a friendly so to speak And nobody won Yeah, I so, uh, yeah John, uh, John Smith we'll, we'll leave with you on this one too Because uh, I know you're going to just bet on Cody Because he's not going to book himself John Smith Okay, so his audio is probably out. <laughs> All okay, right. I'm back now. I was hoping well, you wouldn't talk to me. Up. I couldn't see. <laughs> I was, yeah, I didn't, I, uh, it's Cody versus QT. Is that what you were yeah. saying? I couldn't hear you for a while. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. I mean, Cody's booking it. Cody's winning it. There you go. John Connie. That's all I wanted you to say. That's all I ever want you to say. This one's tough because QT shouldn't be losing this quickly into breaking off, but uh, I, I tend to agree with John Smith that it, no, if it was anybody else in there against QT, they're losing. But uh, I guess Cody wins this one. All right, Ryan. Yeah, roller coaster for the win here, and I think I think it's got more to do with uh, with the other guys. Roller coaster. <laughs> That's what MJF used to call him. Oh, did he really? The roller coaster. Um, I you know what? Everyone's like, oh, this would be good momentum builder for QT if he gets the win. I, again, I will repeat what I said about five minutes ago. This is AEW. The better wrestler will win the match. And Cody Rose, in this case, is I know John, I know, but he's booking himself to be the better wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> he's a you know, he's a former intercontinental champion. So yeah, I got Cody on this one. And that will bring us to the main events of, uh, of Blood and Guts, a match that we were so close. We were teased to seeing last year at the beautiful, luxurious Prudential Center in downtown Brooklyn, New Jersey. John Smith, you were supposed to be there, right? Yeah, I won tickets on the radio to that. They were probably going to be really good seats, too. All right. Yeah, Ryan, are you supposed to make the trip up? Or? Yeah, I had tickets. I still got tickets. <laughs> they go back. Um, everyone cut promos during the inner circle and pinnacle parlay. Uh, it was decided that pinnacle would get the man advantage throughout the match. And it was also decided, uh, Sammy Guevara would be the one be starting for the inner circle. So we have pinnacle or the pinnacle, whatever way you want to grammatically say it against the inner circle. Uh, Ryan joy as our senior AEW correspondent, Gary pick pinnacle. Travis this morning pick Pinnacle. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to take Pinnacle, um, and the reason the reason why is that I do believe this is not the end of this feud, right? This is this is kind of the kicking it off, and if the Inner Circle were to win here, it would be kind of like a satisfying conclusion. You know, the faces win and it kind of ends things. So I think the Pinnacle has to win here, and it sets up you know whatever comes next. John Smith, the rule I forgot to mention, um, the only way to win this match is by submission or surrender. There are no pinfalls. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be some sort of swerve in this match. I think somebody in the inner circle's turning. Uh, I'm going, going with the pinnacle. I, I don't I don't see how but I don't see who get like is going to surrender on what is just one of the Sammy Guevara is just going to be like, I surrender for all of us. Like it doesn't, that's not a satisfying conclusion of this. You know, I, there's gotta be some, something, some sort of thing that we're not thinking of. So I think it's a swerve and yeah, I got the pineapple. All right. Speaking of that scenario, that just reminds me of 1997 war games, John, the County with Rick Flair's head in the door and Mr. Perfect going to try to decapitate it. Ah, ah. I can still hear Rick Flair. <laughs> Your brother does a great impersonation of that moment, by the way. That's his voice. I, I don't actually hear Ric Flair's voice in my head. I hear my brother doing the impersonation. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I really wanted to, uh, you know, start a little rivalry here with Travis and you know, talk about how uh, my boy Jericho and the Inner Circle were going to kick their asses here. But it would make absolutely no sense for the Pinnacle to get not squashed, but, you know, they just pretty much formed. Uh, they beat the hell out of the Inner Circle. The Inner Circle beat the hell out of them. They got their revenge. But in, in terms of in-ring, there hasn't been much yet. It just doesn't make any sense for them to lose here, so give me the pineapple. Yeah, so we are going to it says surrender, and uh, no one's going to submit, and no one's going to win this with like a freaking figure four leg rock here. Um, the surrender—that's that's the key to this, and I feel like MJF is going to concoct something to the point where they, it's exactly what they did to Ric Flair. It's exactly what the NWO did to Ric. They're going to put Jericho in some sort of compromising position. To the point where somebody's going to have to surrender on their behalf to save Jericho, and then they're going to do it anyway because MJF is just a, a d hole. So that's a, that's really I don't see the inner circle as vicious as they are. Like they're 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 heels by nature. This is just they're just because the crowd sings their song and everyone loves them right now because you know you hate MJF more. You know, but this I don't think they're going to put anybody in pinnacle in that type of situation to the point where you know they're going to be thinking they're just going to fight. I'll make one counterpoint, kind of going yeah. against everything we've said, give you a scenario where the pinnacle could lose. Because of the surrender, Telly Blanchard could throw in a towel yeah. or something to save FTR from getting, you know, permanently injured or something. Yeah. And the inner circle doesn't have a guy on the outside <laughs> like that. All right. So uh, I'm sure we're going to see some blood in that match. Uh, anybody got upset if we don't see any guts? I mean, I don't think like an eye for an eye. We were talking about an eye for an eye today because of Ryan's trivia. But yeah, are we gonna be actually gonna see guts in this one or no? Let's hope. Jer Jericho confirmed no guts. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. There we go. Okay, so that will uh, that will put a nice little pin on this. Everyone, I'm actually looking forward to blooding guts. I, you know, I like the concept. I think they got ten great guys to pull this off, plus Tully. So, uh, you know, good luck to you guys. Be safe out there, and uh, let's have some fun. This Friday, we have the primetime rundown with Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca. Friday nights at 6 p.m. As they take you through the world of sports right here on all the Eastern Observer platforms. For more information, please go to theeasternobserver.com. Tune in to the Daily Wrestling News Show Monday through Thursdays and sometimes Fridays at 10 a.m., to get your morning cup of joy with Brian and his band of merry co-hosts, also right here on all of the Eastern Observer platforms and outlets. The Bonnie Slam Brigade newsletter, over 4,100 subscribers received this weekly column each and every Friday. Make sure you go to minutesthebelltime.com to subscribe. The Bonnie Slam Brigade, by Ryan, for you, for free. The Black Cats NYC, you can still get their album, their new album, Free Cake. This is not their debut album. This is their second album on all of these media platforms, Deezer, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your music, you can get the Black Cats NYC new album, Free Cake. As we've been saying all episode long, please go to ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Uh, to play against the universe, specifically us here at the Essential Wrestling Podcast, we have our own public pool. We are only one show in to the new season, and I believe last year's season went about 45 to 47 shows. 
So there is absolutely zero reason why you can't tune in now and have make it a competitive season and take down Gary. I think that's that's the common goal right here. Uh, take down Darth Maheffy and uh, get first place back stateside. So go to ProWrestlingPick'em.com, play against the universe, or you can play against your friends if you want to create a private pool with you and your buddies and nobody will interfere. And then join us back here next week for episode 53 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I'm pretty sure we will be live next week. Again, we apologize uh, for the pre-taping of this episode. Uh, softball beckons me tonight. I know everybody else has a couple of things. I think little Johnny's got another Little League game. So uh, we appreciate you. Sorry we couldn't get to your uh, comments or questions. Uh, we will get back to that uh, live next week. James Wheeler, we miss you, buddy. We're sorry about this. Uh, we can't wait to hear your reaction to Blood and Guts. Uh, Ryan Joy, anything before we go? No, thank you, sir. Looking forward to Blood and Guts. All right, John Smith. Just want to point out that I'm wearing a Phil Collins T-shirt today, and it's because Genesis is touring this fall in North America, and I'm really excited about it. So, wow! Shout out! I can't. I land the confusion is probably my favorite Genesis song. John the Connie, what's your favorite Genesis song? Oh goodness gracious! I don't know that I have one off the top of my head. I don't go deep on their catalog. But all right, Ryan, what's your favorite Genesis game? Altered Beast. That's <laughs> so, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. I, I know Johnson is a big Sonic the Hedgehog fan, so that probably sucks. <laughs> All right. So uh, Alexa Bliss, we love you. I think I forgot to mention she. Uh, I think Lily's got her eye on somebody. Uh, something's going to be happening really soon, probably the week, uh, the Raw after uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, WrestleMania Raw Backlash. I get the WrestleMania Backlash. I, this is this is going to be confusing going forward here. But Alexa, Lily's got her eye on somebody. She's not going to tell us who. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Tegan, there's a street fight tonight. We're waiting. <laughs> John the Taking us, Take us taking home. us home. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. And all this even Marie talk. I got to buy more stock and clean. I'll be right back. <laughs>